Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast, where I try to bring to you some educational and inspirational speakers, whether they're authors, you know, singers, dancers, entertainers, community activists, whatever it may be. We are really trying, really, like, really, like, really, 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 really trying to get the message out. I know, really? Yeah, yeah, really, we're really trying to get this message out. So join me on the Really Charlie Podcast once, twice, three times, four times a week, it all depends. If you want your story out there, just reach out to me. And I'll put you on the Really Charlie Podcast. God bless. And stay blessed. Take care. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, Scott? Hey, how's it going, Charlie? Okay. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. And today's guest is Scott Pemberton, candidate for Council at Large for the city of New Bedford, Mass. And uh, he's going to tell us why he's a good candidate for council seat. So how you doing, Scott? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, first of all, I just want to apologize for the delay here, uh, but we got no. it going. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. Yeah. No worries. No need to explain we're live now, so now we can just go ahead and get down to business, okay? All right. That sounds good to me, man. All right. So I tried to, to adjust the background as much as I could, but um, sometimes what happens when you're getting still pitches, they only – stay a certain size so right um and the other one i had was um it was cutting off your name so i didn't want to do that one so yeah no no problem all right so this is from from what i know this is your second time around running for a seat a council well, seat right it's actually well, it's the third time um but the first two times was for the same seat was for ward two uh this time it's you know at large okay yeah. So, yeah. you know, in the first, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Charlie. No, no, go ahead. Um, right, so, like, like I said, so the first time was in uh, 1999. Uh, you know, it was like War II. It was against uh, Paul Kazera, who was the uh, incumbent at the time. Uh, and he was in there for a while. Uh, and if I, if I remember, uh, let me see, I think there was like four of us that ran that year, and it was 1999. So, out of that four, I did make it to the finals as the you know top two, uh, but you know as you know first time running uh, it's, sometimes it gets hard to you know beat the incumbent, um, and then you also learn you know things that you could have done better, uh, you know the mistakes that you that you know that you did along the way. Um, for me, I could have probably put myself out there a lot more, uh, which is what I'm definitely doing now. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I know some people came out earlier, um, but they announced earlier. But let me tell you, 
my, my campaign was running like maybe two years ago. Um, you know, as you know, I was in Florida for the last 10 years uh, with some uh, doing some work out there. Um, you know, I've been into the restaurant management and what I used to do is um, take stores that were uh, at a low performance and bring them back up again. So I used to, you know, help underperformance stores um, and I enjoyed that a lot. So, you know, that was one of the reasons why I had, uh, left to, to try that career on. Um, so when I came back, it's been, you know, 10 years. Uh, and, you know, now that I, I came back because of my mom, uh, she had some, you know, a couple of surgeries. She had lost her husband. Uh, so, you know, they didn't want to have her uh, be alone anymore. Uh, but like I said, when I, so when I came back, uh, looked around in the city and I'm like, Wow, some of the things just didn't change after the ten years, you know, and some of the things that were in that I was talking about in 1999, uh, and then again in 2007 when I when I ran again for uh, for Ward Two. Um, so right then and then I I knew what I was going to do again, and uh, so I started talking to people again. Started talking to my friends. They even mm-hmm. actually hey, I was going to get into the political uh, aspect again, and I said I sure am, you know. And explain to him, you know, when I was gone and when I came back, of things that I've seen just wasn't getting done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the the craziest thing is that you could see that, and and thousands of other people could see that, um, you know, that the changes are not being done. So what that tells me as a resident is that people are comfortable. They're very comfortable with their titles. They're very comfortable of what they're doing and and they just expect to win all the time exactly and 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 being comfortable is not good and that's why i always suggest term limits term limits are very important to to me uh, only because you know people just for that fact that people get comfortable yeah uh you know and i can even tell you because when i ran again in 2007 uh, I, I did enter the, the race a little a little late, but I also was a little bit comfortable, and I'll tell you why. Because yep. I ran once before, uh, you know, and I figured I ran before I knew people and all that. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know, you got to yeah. get up and you got to, you know, you you basically have to sell yourself is what it is. And and I entered, you know, like I said, in 2007, I entered that race late. Uh, and so you're right. People get they get comfortable. Uh, you know, and, and but the, we have some good counselors on there. I, I'm not going to take it, uh, you know, that away from some of them. Uh, you know, and yeah, it is, I, you know, but you know, they it, it could use some nice, fresh, clean blood up there. Uh, we all know that there's definitely going to be one seat open. Um, but the way I look at it is they're all open, every yeah. single person is vulnerable. Um, but then we also, you know, deep down, I also know that you know, there'll be two or three of them was going to be a slide in. Um, but again, like I said, it, it, it's all seats are all open. Anything else happen. Exactly. Um, you know, I, the one thing that I liked, I liked about it is meeting and greeting people and talking to them and trying to uh, assure them that I have their best interests. And um, so you said your campaign started a whole lot earlier this time. You know, and what are some of the things that you've been doing? Well, like I said, most of the things was, you know, getting out there and just talking to people, you know, and seeing what what changes they like and what they want to see see done. 
you know, just letting people know that I'm running out there again and that I'm interested, you know, in what they believe in, what they're interested in. I'm one of them. I'm just like them. You know, I was born and raised here in New Bedford. Um, you know, didn't come from any rich family or anything like that. You know, and I, I work very hard to do what I do. Uh, you know, and, and, I, and I enjoy talking to people. You know, in my 35 years in the restaurant business, it's basically what I did is, is you work with customers, customer service. And when you're a city councilor, it's just like being customer service because you serve for the people of New Bedford. They're your guests, they're your customers <laughs> that you work for, you know. So if they have a problem, you know, they call you up, you want to be able, you want to be sympathetic. You want to listen to them. You know, apologize if if it's a if it's anything you have to. You know, thank them for bringing that attention to you. You know, and then let them know that you're going to get back to them and you're going to work on that. You know, you want to solve what the the issue what they're bringing to you. You know, and I so I call that the last, and it's something that I've learned in being into the restaurant business. You know, you listen, you apologize, you think, and you solve, and then you thank them again for bringing it back to your attention again. And that's exactly. some of the things, that's what I will use on a table because it's the same thing. It's no different. You're in customer service, you're customer service. You're dealing with people, you know, you listen to people, people have problems, you know, they want this, they want this, that, you know. So in the 35 years, that's what I've done. And like I said, I came in and, and took other performance stores and made them to performance stores again. You know, they used to have some sales and things like that, and they were performing at a 4%. So when I took over the store, they went from a 4% to a 50% and up to a 52 So Good. You know, it's, and it's all got to do with budgeting, and it's the same. It, it, it is, and, you, you know, you got to um, – you just got to keep on doing, doing what you're doing, keep plugging away, keep actually meeting and greeting people because – Every vote counts, and I try oh, yes. to tell people all the time that register to vote and cast your vote. Right, every vote counts, and yeah. and locally, locally people, you know, this this is usually a small amount of people that come out and vote. And, right, especially um, in the city's election, and there's no mayor election this year, so that's going to be, you know, a little tougher getting the people out there. But you know, we gotta we gotta let them know. You know, people always. They want change. They want change. They want change. Well, they got to count their vote to make the change happen. They're not going to make change happen, you know. And I and I understand some people sometimes you get stuck in your ways. You know, ways you don't want changes. People a lot of people don't like changes. Let's face it, nobody likes changes. But you know, this is we're already in the year twenty twenty one. You know, you, things move on. You got to make changes. You know, and it's exactly like I tell people in the workplace. You know, everybody's always doing the same thing over and over. I say, okay, well, we're going to change this. Well, why? Well, because this don't work anymore. So we need to try this. You know, you got to get something that's going to work and make it work and then stick to it. I mean, in in your opinion, when when you see the same construction crews on the same street week after week, year after year, decade after decade, then who do we blame for that? Who do we blame for that construction of that same exact street constantly well, over and over and over again? One of the things that I've been saying, it's, it's basically, basically the city. We, we have to take ownership. We, as a city, have to take ownership of what's getting done. 
You know, we have to, you have to lead by example. If you have a crew that's out there and and they're working out the streets, uh, I mean, that's what you have the infrastructure for. You know, they go back and they should be able to make sure that the work got done that was supposed to. If not, you call back the company, you tell them to get back there and they have to fix what it is that they didn't fix to make it correct. You know, every, every, every year, every year for a long time, taxes have been going and they don't they don't maintain. You have to maintain. Okay. So, if if taxes keep going up, you know, and that's that's the outcry of the city about taxes, they, especially home ownership. They continue to to ask about, you know, why is it constantly going up? Why are we at the highest rate in the whole in the Commonwealth? Um, and and a lot of times it's it's just the state you know saying hey the towns and cities and towns have to contribute to the state budget you know i get all that i get all that but it shouldn't be an increase for the past let me see uh i i count at least six years right now yeah at least six you know and uh i'm pretty sure it's a whole lot further than that so all right, so Mr. Pemberton, tell our audience why you're a good candidate for city council at large. Well, you know, and again, you know, just like I've been saying in previous, um, you know, I ran in 1999. I believe in this city. Uh, you know, we have a great city, you know, um, but we just, like I said, we have to maintain the things that we do when we, when we, we had you know, pox into it, but then we don't maintain the pox, like the, the pocket pox, and they get out of hand, and then that's why you have people uh, hanging around and loitering, because they, they don't maintain it, they don't take care of it, uh, they just put up there to satisfy the people in the first place, and that's basically what that was put up there for, because we all know, you know, people were complaining about that, so they figure, hey, let's do this pocket pox, and make it all pretty, but you have to maintain it, you know, um, I think it may be a good idea that we can maybe look into it and sell it off for, to, to local business. Put in a parking lot. Maybe we can put in meters. It's extra revenue for if you put in some meters and making that money. Uh, and if I get elected, that's one thing that I'm going to work on is with is revenue getting small businesses in, especially up on the avenue. When I ran in the first place, in the first time, they were there was supposed to be this whole nothing renovation project going on. What happened to it? Was it up in Boston? It stood on the desk up there in Boston, and nobody pushed the idea down here for renovating it. We get grants, but we take care of downtown. We take care of downtown. Downtown is not the only place in New Bedford, you know. If you want to bring tourists, well, you know, you have to make the avenue look better. Even the South End, as it goes, you know, we have businesses down there too. You know, it's just not downtown. We have to take care of the city as one and as a whole. A lot of a lot of that revenue for downtown and Route 18, a new reconstruct that new construction and and the new curbing and all that, you know, that goes back. You know, that was money that was coming back, and it's from my source, very reliable. That that money was coming back since the administration of Mayor Kalis. It right. just happened to be used during the campaign. Uh, uh, during the, you know, the the, the last campaign. Uh of the uh of mayor mitchell you know it looked like something was getting done but 
right you know people that are that are in it inside and people that are, are paying attention to things know that their money was federal money that was just sitting sitting somewhere and um and it was just utilized um at that particular year um i i one thing that you know i mentioned this to a couple of other counselors that are running and one of the things that uh my pet peeve is uh is the parking violations um parking violations of getting issued you know throughout the city but the city in itself is not the construction of the city that's thickly settled uh there's either driveways or no driveways. There's either driveways on one side or the other. But the bottom line is that these are multi-dwelling houses. So when when multi-dwelling houses, it means you're going to have multi a multiple of people from each house, each apartment, driving their cars. Where do they park? You know, and and and, and if you go up each street, you know, the, a violation is five feet from a driveway. Another violation is 20 feet from a curb. Another violation is uh, six inches from a curb. And it goes on. That list is, that laundry list is big. And it's so big. So when every resident on that block decides to park on that block, everyone's in violation other than the person that's in the driveway. Right. And, and, And so you know firsthand that you can go up and down any street in the city and you could tag a lot of people in the revenue would it, it's a monopoly. I don't call it a revenue. It's a monopoly because yeah. you're, you're nickel and diamond and you're picking your you're picking when you can decide when you're going to go ahead and, and, and aggressively start giving people tickets. Right. Right. And, 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 you know, I think that that book, that parking book needs to be, revamped amended to maybe a couple of things in there you know compared to the the 10 to 15 things that are on there right because it's you know know, as a city council that's what i would go to the traffic commission and and you know and go to them and and say look what can we do to change make some of these changes you know we you we have to double check and we have to look at some of these areas you know, with the parking, like you were saying, and uh, like you said, everybody is in violation. You know, that needs to be taken taken look at. You know, so true. Um, the, yep. um, so, uh, what's what's Scott Pemberton's next event? What are you trying to do? Um, well, uh, I got some uh, prints going on. Uh, I'm going to be doing uh, some door to doors. Uh, I got my signs already uh, made. You know, well, I, I have to say I was actually kind of at an advantage because I, where I ran, I still had a lot of my things uh, from my campaign from the previous years. So uh, that's helped me, uh, helped me a lot. Um, and that's why I concentrated in the beginning more on just getting, talking to the people because I wasn't worried about any signs or any other thing because I knew that I had some things already. Needs need a little bit of touch up, a little bit of fixing, uh, which we've done. Um, so that's what's next. Uh, I'm planning on doing a couple of fundraisers. I will let people know uh, that on Facebook. Um, you know, it's going to be all make sure because with this COVID going on, 
Uh, I don't want any large groups going on. I don't want to be responsible for anybody getting COVID because they were at a Edmonton uh, function, you know? Uh -huh. um, so I, I'm keeping that in mind and just, uh, but I, there will be a couple of functions going on um, where it's going to be social distancing. Um, you know, and just again, like, you know, I've always been into politics ever since I was a kid. Um, my, I just, my mom used to help out with a lot of the candidates. Um, and it first started off with my aunt, Jodine Gomes, who you probably may know. And she also was the first minority woman to run for a city council seat here in New Bedford. Mm -hmm. Um, a couple of mentors I've had is going, is Tom Kennedy. He doesn't know this. Many people don't, I don't talk about this. And I say Tom Kennedy because when he used to run for one sixth counselor, his sister was my school, was my teacher at the time. And she used to talk about how he was running and stuff. And so I, I used to get excited about that. And when it was election time, I remember coming home and listening to the results just to see if I probably got elected, you know. Uh, but most recently, my the biggest mentor, um, he, you know, was the late Fred Keeler. We all know that I kind of worked in the background field of, of his uh, campaign. Um, and he's taught me a lot. And he's one of the, the main reasons why I, I wanted to run again in 1999. You know, I saw what he was doing. I saw he was doing some good things, good things was happening, and I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah, and he, um, you had some good guidance, you know, especially with, with you know, Matt Kalis, he a good dude. Yeah. Try to do for a lot of people. So, right. The, um, there's, uh, you know, every, everyone talks about, you know, uh, you know, when you're running, you gotta, you gotta run, you, there's steps of running, you know, you gotta be a ward counselor, counselor at large. Then you step up to bigger plateau, you know, whether it's mayor or, and, uh, you know, state rep or whatever it may be. Right. Is, is this, is this particular stage, this particular, um, you know, level as counselor at large. Is that something you're very comfortable with? Something you want to really? Uh... Uh, at this time, for counselor at large, is something I am comfortable with. Uh, like I said, I ran for Ward 2 before. Uh, but, you know, with this open seat, it gave it a, a, a wider choice. And I started thinking, you know, instead of just helping in, in, in ward, in one ward area, uh, now I have a chance to help out the whole city. And, yeah. you know, not just the one year, even though what councils they do help out within the other city councilors, but it's at large and stuff. Correct. But, yeah. You know, but at least at, at large, I, I really, it's, like I said, it's for the whole city. And I, I'm just about helping people. I love helping people. I think I did get that after my mom. Um, she's just, uh, she's an angel as it is. Uh, she's she always is. helping everybody and doing things for everybody. I think that's what I get from, I get that from her. Um, great, great woman, and yes. I'll tell your mom I, I said hello. I sure I will. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, you know, and just any other thing. I've been out there. I've been out in the streets. I know what the streets are. When I say been in the streets, though, I'm talking about on the good side of the law, not the bad side. Uh, and you know that. Uh, I also was on the rescue yep. squad. I was a captain on the rescue squad, um, which is with emergency management. So when it comes to public safety, that's my number one goal 
is working with public safety. Uh, if I was the city council right now, I would I would be on the phone in the mayor's office every single day to tell them no, we cannot decommission engine eight. We cannot afford to shut down any more stations or engines. It, it, it's just it's we can't do it. I mean, look what happened the other day. It, it's, it's just it's ridiculous. Um, and you know, public safety is our priority. We it's we have an obligation for the city of New Bedford, and that's to keep them safe. And Scott, you know, you you're saying that you know about you know you just don't want the engine shut down. And there's been many. There's been a few other councils saying the same thing, but it's still in place, and the mayor's still doing as he thinks he's he's fit. You know, he's running the city as an administrator, and that's something that he's been tough on. You know, he's been tough on that, and he's stuck with it. And then there's been some other city, some city councilors that are against it. So with them being against it for all these, all this time and all these years, um, does that mean that they're not capable of overturning this? I don't think so. I, I think they are. Um, but what happens is, you know, they talk about it uh, and they, they keep on bothering me about things and bothering. And, and, but what happens is it just stops. It just goes away because things become quiet again and it goes, goes away and then nobody talks about it anymore. You know, until when? Until election time. Well, <laughs> you know, you, know, you got to you gotta stay on so top of these things. You have to stay I, on top. I try to remind people last year, you know, you know, this year's coming up. It's an election year. Remember what these, these candidates, these, uh, not candidates, remember what the politicians are doing and not doing for you and if they're not doing if they're not doing anything for you then you need to hold them accountable this year in 2021 instead of uh, saying all right i'll give you one more chance right and uh so you know i i uh i definitely um i I, you know your platform you said was safety you know and I, i get that what other things should we know as a voting as a voting person what else should we know about your platform um you know definitely the infrastructure uh our roads sidewalks is just it's just horrible they, they you know i mentioned about when i was gone for 10 years and came back did the same thing but they gotten worse you know they, they the city is good for doing one thing that's putting band-aids on things that mm-hmm. only is good for, for so long but for so much but we got to stop putting band-aids on things and we need to start fixing the things the right way because it's going to cost more money at the long run. Yeah, I, I, every day I travel, I travel up in one of our streets that leads into, into the town of Dartmouth. And so as I'm in New Bedford and I'm driving along, you know, it's like I'm on a four by four, you know, and then all of a sudden the, the road gets smooth and the markings are nice and bright. And I would tell my, you know, my passenger, say, look, we're in Dartmouth. Can't you tell the roads, the roads are nice and smooth. Right. Yeah. And you don't then, need no sign that says, welcome to Dartmouth. <laughs> the pavement yeah, tells it all. <laughs> yeah. The pavement, the curb and everything tells it all. You know, and, and, 
everybody wanted, well, that's a town, this is a city, guess what? You know what? When you asphalt the road, you do curb to curb and yeah. straighten it out, you know? It's getting sick. Exactly. Um, the, uh, I, uh, I, I've, I've, I'm, I'm kind of excited about, you know, guys like you running. There's a few other new ones coming up and running. And that's, that's kind of exciting. You know, that's, that's, that's that competitiveness in me, you know, that to see that there's some, some kind of competition, you know, there's right. going to be, no, no one's just going to put a Jersey on and get on the court and they're, yeah, you know, exactly. it's game time. now I, I, I want to see, I want to see some more people running more, and they're coming out, you know, they, they're coming oh, out. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I welcome more of them because, like I said, I've been there before. Um, you know, you know, it's good. It's good for the city. It's good for us, you know, and then you know, the people get to decide, you know. Yep. It, it, the, uh, yeah. The regardless the way, if someone's running. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, ahead, is, Scott. And what I like is I want people to vote on what they on the issues and what they believe in their candidate not because it's their popular because it's their friend or something like that i mean of course we want our friends of overs and stuff but i want my friends and my family to also believe in me to know that i can do it and that's what i want the people to do not just because well i know sky he's a good guy no hear me out i will be the voice for the people and this is what the people um you know when they they like somebody you work for them you know it's what it's not what scott wants it's not i and i'm not looking for anything i just like helping people that's why i want to be a city councilor i want to help the people in the bedford you know i want them to be able to come to me talk to me with scott i have this idea let's get i want to get them involved as well i've said that in 1999 when i ran the first time i said in 99 i was going to be their voice and that's the way that's i'm still running my campaign today 10 years 20 years later you know, well, I I just want to let you know that in this day and age, you can't be kissing babies now. You know, I don't want you no. going and meeting and greeting and kissing babies and all that. You know, <laughs> no, those days those days are over. Not just because of the COVID. You just it's just those days. Are, that's it's your old policy, old politics. You know, now it's yeah. it's getting out there door to door and getting people to know you and, and, and selling yourself, letting them let people know. Why you're the best candidate, you know, and point blank, you know. Scott, I got a question for you. Um, you know, I I, I gave it to a couple other candidates, and one of the questions I, I, you know, how do you feel about you know the the contract with the lunch aids and the powers? You know, that it's definitely um, it's kind of sad, you know. Um. These are hardworking people, and um, the time that I was within the school system, they were definitely being called upon left and right. You know, we need a para, we needed this, we need that. You know, the lunch aides, you know, they they're working, you know, probably one or two people too, sh you know, short. And um, and this, you know, so what is your stance on that? You know, in their contract as a city councilor, how can you help out those people? That are getting paid eleven bucks an hour, which is kind of sick. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it, really, it really is. Uh, you know, I would actually, you know, sit down with the school committee as well too, get them involved. Uh, uh, 
Merchant Aids is, you know, I can remember going to school when I was when I was in high school, especially too. You know, I was always nice with the luncheon aides, and they've always said hi, Scott. And you know, they do. They 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 work. They have they're there early in the morning. You know, you don't even know sometimes when they're there. Like I said, I know that they go there early in the morning. They're, they're turning on everything, preparing everything. Uh, and we, I mean, you got a lot of kids with their feet in. You know, it's a it's a, it's a lot. Uh, so definitely, uh, you know, I contracts definitely need to be looked at. Talked about. We know, uh, renegotiated. Um, I think we're still at an old pay scale, you know. When I say an old pay scale, we're, we're back then, we're still paying people who used to pay them back in the 90s, you know, maybe in the 80s. You know, it's gone up maybe a little bit, but not much. We need to look at these contracts individual, and we need to bring up all the wages. There's uh there's talk about the the golf course being, you know, renovated and and producing uh you know some revenue as far as business is going, uh in parts of the golf course you know and and that was talk during in 2017 when I ran, and now it's it's kind of looks like it's going to go through um you know how do you feel about that um. I said in the beginning, and I said it now, I stick to it. I'm all for that the industrial park. Uh, however, I want to see it done with that 18 hole golf course, though. I don't want to, I don't want to see it with that nine. Cool. I want it with the 18 hole golf course. Um, and again, like I said, I'm for it. The city needs revenue. We are hurting as a city. It, it, it's going to help. I mean, we have to. That's what happens. We always say no, we say no, we say no, we say no, we say no. And we put ourselves in this big hole and we try to dig ourselves out of it and we just we can't because it's we just the hole just keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. As you know, it's, it's talked about before in WBSM where they had one of the schools they could have sold, but the residents didn't want it because of their parking. I can understand that, but sometimes, you know, as a city councilor, you know, like I said, I, I've always said that I would, I want to work for the people. I want what they want. Sometimes you have to try to convince them that, they, that we needed to make some changes. We need changes. That Phillips School was would have been a perfect is a perfect example. Um, yes, the residents didn't want it because of the parking stuff, but it hurt the city in the long run because it could have been revenue for us. So true. The uh, now. Uh you got that the, the uh, parcel company coming up over to on uh, Church Street. You know that's a uh, you know that's a, a hairy subject. You know as far as those residents up there, they just don't want no. Uh, you know they don't want that pollution in the area. You know they just don't want to have it there. So they, uh, they talk about the real estate going down in their, their area for their properties. Um, uh, so. But they're still building down that way, you know. It's, that's what you know, they talk about. Their property going down, but they're, they're still building. You see them still building properties. Um, I mean, yes, you feel you got to kind of feel sorry for the the residents down there because when they bought the property, they didn't know what they were gonna. They didn't know that the the payroll product was gonna come with this with their deal. Um, 
you know, and it, it, it gets tough, and that's where it does get tough. It gets very hairy because again, we we need we need the revenue, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I know they they complain because of the 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 odor that comes from there and all that stuff and the pollution. Is there a way that we can work on that and maybe they, we can kind of control that and and maybe you know some kind of happy medium way? I don't know. We need to look into that, you know. Um, but we just can't say no. You can't come in. Uh, because we have to look at the money. It's it's the bottom line is revenue, <laughs> and, and it's going to help. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's. I mean, right now we got. I I take whatever we can get for money right now to, to, keep, to keep this city afloat. <laughs> yeah. You know that's uh definitely uh that's a touchy situation up there, and um you know um definitely look into it. Very touchy. A lot of residents out there. Um, oh yeah, voicing their opinion all over, whether it's on the radio, whether it's on social media, um, it's it's all over. So there's some oh, concerned yeah. concerned residents, and um, you know, but that's for you to check out. And um, but I, I also wanted to bring that up. The uh, you know the 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 other thing is double whammy in that area is the railroad. Uh, railroads right. coming. Um, you see all the different construction, you know, they, they're definitely preparing to make sure that everything's in place. Um, you know, I always, I always, I was always a strong advocate for the railroad only because um, it's something that's needed. It's something that was here. Um, just like everything that was here got taken away. Right. You know, and, and, you know, the ferry was here on a routine basis, got taken away for decades. And then now, all of a sudden, now we got a fast ferry. Right. Um, the railroad was always here. You know, supposedly 195 was going to be this uh, something that was going to help us out. You know, bottom line, it never helped us out. And right. um, But I, I like the railroad, and it will be good that uh, – you know, some local, some residents could kind of hop on a train and uh, go get a job in all parts of the Massachusetts if they wanted to. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, especially you know these days that these those highways we're going up one forty, twenty four. It's horrible, horrible. I know I get nervous driving because you know you hear about you know the fatality this day, the potato that uh, fatality this day. You know, uh, just the other day they had a car roll over again. You know, on one forty. At least with the you know the train, you can be a little safer. <laughs> you don't have to worry about all that traffic, you know. Yeah, and there's uh, we had a couple of house fires in the city, and um, you know, uh, fire department did an extreme, uh, great job with it. You know, trying to help out and save some lives, and, and we didn't lose anybody, which is good. Um, yeah, let me say something. Like I said on I on Facebook today, we this city has such. The greatest firefighters that, that any city can have. They just do a, a remarkable job. I mean, I mean, and that one picture of what I'm saving that guy is a thousand words right there. It tells you what they do. No, they, it's they, it's just it's to see Agent Eight go. It's going to be a sad, sad day. Now, what what about EMS? You know, EMS is having their own struggles too, you know. Yeah, you know, um, let me tell you, I listen to the scanner just about every day. Um, but I also know, know what 
kind of what's going on since 89. And again, being on the rescue squad and, and, uh, and then being a police officer myself, uh, EMS has always been um, kind of shorthanded at times, um, but not like it is today. We definitely, definitely need that fourth ambulance on at, at all times. I mean, just the other day at the fire, they had all the ambulance at the uh, at the fire scene, and then they had medic two had to had to go all the way to Rhode Island, you know, to bring the uh, the gentleman to there, you know. So now yep. we're, we're down one ambulance, you know. Now they're at the fire. Let's say if another fire broke out or a bad accident or you know or some kind of industrial accident, you know, we need to have that fourth EMS. Um, I can't see why they shouldn't be because I know that they will also kind of make their own money because they do charge their own patients, you know, when they're taking. So when they go to a call, you're taking the names. You're getting charged for that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of money added up. I know it goes into a general fund. But what are they doing with that? I mean, so and I'm not saying this is EMS. You know what I mean? Um, I I'd like to sit down with them um, and see what is what they have in that general fund. I mean, can they afford another ambulance for the general fund? Can they not touch that for different for some reasons, or are they being told not to by the mayor, or is the mayor holding them back? EMS creates millions of dollars. Yes. So if they're creating millions of dollars, guess what? You, you know, it, it could be more money. If they have more apparatuses, more staffing, you know, exactly. and, and all, all that costs money, you know. Yes. But guess what? The bottom line is, is the 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 money that's being produced just by the EMS services is yeah. is tremendous. It's made exactly. I know that's just yeah. so. And, and and I mean, how much? How much? of the towns, the local towns are helping us out. You know, we need that support. We got to call them to come in to take care of a call here or there for us. You know, um, that can reverse itself. If we have a lot of apparatus, we can kind of go to the towns and help them out. You know? exactly. so, and it, so there's, there's, there's a lot of ways of looking at it. And um, yep. so. Yep, absolutely. Uh, uh let's see scott what do we i i want to leave this part open for you you know you want to talk about something between you and i and the audience i want everybody to share 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 this life (laughs) you know i know like some of the issues i listen to bsm a lot so you know what a lot of the issues are you hear what some of the people are saying uh so let's talk about the the, uh shot spotter for instance and i'll tell you what i believe in i think we should get rid of the thing i think it's wasting the, the taxpayers money or the city's money, um, it's it's not working. Um, just the other day, they had, it went off, it was two, I think like two gunshots, but there was, they didn't find anything. So it's, it seems like it goes off when it wants to, and when it should, it doesn't. You know, it, it's not working. We're spending 142000 $150,000 a year. There can be two more patrolmen on the streets. Two more. I always say, that I think it's better when you have two people out on the streets where it's visible, where people see them and know that they're out there being protected. People feel more safer 
seeing the law enforcement's out there. You don't see the the spot shutters. You don't feel safe that way, especially now. You now can you feel safe? You can't even rely on it. So we yeah. need to get rid yeah. of that extra revenue the, there. Um, yeah, there's there's so many so many things out there that you know we uh, you yeah. know yeah and but you you gotta be you gotta be a person that's seeing it. You can't be a person that's ignoring it, and there's a lot of things that you know people see uh, that yeah. are in 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 high places. But you know, like one of the things uh, we talked about uh, a few years back, me and some of my friends, and we talked about well, if you approve a budget, all right, stick to that budget. You know, stick to that budget. If you're giving someone, you know. Uh, Five hundred thousand dollars to that's their budget. All right, as a as a a city that's strapped, you know, we we got to have everybody stick to those budgets, you know, as best they can, because every time we exceed, we want more. We want it amended. We wanted this. We wanted that. You know, all it does is just it just hurts us. It hurts us because we have nothing else to kind of to duplicate that five hundred grand that we're you know that we're we're given to another department or so on and so forth so right but uh, and um the uh i know i wish you luck i wish you a lot of luck brother i know you're a good man i know you're a good candidate thank you i, I appreciate that. that means a lot yeah man that that's definitely has said what he's you know you say what you're gonna say and you're definitely true to your word I know that I've known it long enough that that's the cut for candidate and cut for man you, you are and, um, and your yeah. whole family is so. Thank you. I appreciate it. those words means a lot, you know, and, and it, it does. And that's, I mean, I don't want to my own home, but I think mm -hmm. that's the kind of person I am. I mean, I, this I'm running from the hot. This is what I want to do because I know that the city needs a change. They need a good leader. They need somebody that's going to be out there running for them. That's going to be their voice and speaking for them. Yep. And, I mean, they're going to come out, man. They're going to be ready. You know, I mean, they're going to come. Candidates going to come out. They're going to come hooting and hollering. Uh, some people that we may not know. Some people we do know. Right. Um, yeah. and, and and all you got to do is concentrate on your game, your, your A game, and, and, and go for yeah. it. Yep, and that's it. I mean, like, I'm not worried about any incumbents. Um, you know, I don't have to worry about the four incumbents, basically, is what I was saying, because we know there's open seat. All I got to do is just get that one, that open seat. So I just got to convince the voters, you know, get myself out there. Um, you know, let people know, you know, why I'm running. Uh, this is, this, I, thank you. Thank you a lot for this. This helps tremendously to help me get the word out there also for those who don't know who I am. Uh, for those who do know me and just wanted to hear just that a little bit more. Um, and this is Aiden. I got, you know, as the election, the campaign goes on, there'll be more said. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know how things will work this year with the COVID, uh, you know, between like debates, things like that, but I'm sure we'll work it. I'm sure that we'll figure it out. We'll have some, um, but like I said, I'm not, Focus on anybody else. I'm focused on Scott Pemberton. I'm focused on getting myself elected, getting myself to that city council. 
Uh, and that's my main concern is that and the people. How do how do uh, how do the people in the veterans get in touch with you? How how will we do that? All right, I they can. I'll give you my phone number. It's 508 858 Again, that's 508 858 I also got my Facebook page. And then I have, uh, well, you can get me on my Facebook, and then you can get the link through my Facebook for my, uh, for, for the Facebook uh, page. Um, so just, well, mostly everybody knows. Or you go to, um, Pemberton for NB, and that should bring you right to the to the link itself. Oh, Pemberton for NB twenty twenty one. NB twenty twenty one. Yes. That's in the comments, everyone. You know it's there, and uh, his numbers there. Definitely. Utilize this man as best you can and don't don't feel hesitant to give him a question or two. And mm -hmm. uh and and even though you're a candidate, even though you're a candidate right now, people should be able to call you and you act upon something. You know, a lot of times people don't realize that as a city resident, you can act upon things, you know. This yep. I did it in when I ran for war too. Uh, for city council, you know, uh, actually, it was a couple of streets over. Uh, a neighbor needed something done. She said she had talked to a couple of people and well, never got done. Uh, I wasn't in the city council, but I made a phone call and she got her sidewalk done. You know, yep. so you, you know, I did it, and that was just a resident. I wasn't the city council, so when I am your city council. I will continue down that path and getting things done and making that phone call. And that's all it took. She came to me, picked up the phone, made a phone call. Next day, boom. There's uh, this, this app right here. In fact, I advise you, this is my opinion, to put that app, C-Click Fix app, on your phone. You know, Scott, you can have that on your phone. Guess what? A resident tells you something about whatever it may be, curbing, uh, graffiti, whatever it may be. Right. Right on this phone right here, you could take care of a lot of problems because that C-Click Fix app on your phone, you can stand right at the location. You report the problem. You know, just uh, about three weeks ago, I reported some some lights that were out along Myrtle Street over there, and um, now they're operating. They were fixed, you know, and they notify you. They tell you it's working. Nice. But you utilize that. I utilized yeah. it on the job. It worked for me on the job. Right. It worked for me now as a resident. So put that app on your phone. See, click, fix. And I mean, every resident should be using it, especially right. if you have a you have a cell phone. Utilize that, and it's gonna probably help you out with a lot of things. Because for one, it tells you it tells uh it tells you when it's being fixed, and then it tells you when it's not being fixed. So oh, nice. You can, you can kind of report it again and say, look, this is you know, and but. That's just my little advice to you is uh, utilize yeah, I that. that. 
I always, always take advice. Always room for advice. You know, and it's just like at work. I always tell everybody, you always have room for improvement. Don't think you ever know everything. There's always okay. room to know something. Always room for improvement. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, so I, I, um, I'm really excited about this coming election. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for some other friends that are running too. It, it's it's a great experience, and you know, I suggest that everybody kind of put their hand in the pot, you know, and definitely give it a shot, you know. And in this oh, yeah. case, you're, this is your third time, so you keep at it, yeah. and uh, you'll be all right. Uh, let me see. I just want to let you all know that this is the Really Charlie podcast brought to you by StreamYard here on Facebook, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube. I'm uh, available for anyone. If you have a subject matter that you want to talk about, you know, you want a guest to appear on the show, just let me know. Send me a little message here and uh, I'll, tr I'll try to get in touch with that guest and get him on here. So in, in, in saying that, Scott, I also want to tell you personally on this live feed that um, y'all y'all invited to come on here anytime you want. You know, it, 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 it's, it's something you want to you wanna get out there. Um, you may be doing something, an event or whatever. If I can do it, I'll make myself available. All right. Uh, and we Sounds can do it. Definitely going to take you about that offer. I won't, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. I'll be back. Anytime, man. Anytime. You just continue to do what you're doing and you'll be all right. Yep. That's what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to, I guarantee I'm going to work harder than I did in 1999, in 2007. You know, like I guess I made it into, into the finals and then that was it. But uh, hopefully it's going to be a different turnout this time. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's why I want to tell those people, you got to get out there and vote, 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 vote. And then, uh, mm -hmm. you know, old Scott Pemberton, your new city councilor. <laughs> that's right. And actually, make, you know, one thing I utilize is my phone is to getting people registered electronically. You yeah. Know, you can do that too, oh, yeah. you know. And I, I used to send that link all over the place, you know, yeah. post it on my pages. And, uh, well, you're a good man. You know. Thank you, Ty. I appreciate that. You know, I'm right back at you. All right. Well wishes to you and the family. Well wishes to you and your campaign. Thank you again. And well, and well wishes always to the city of New Bedford because I know it's dear to me and it's dear to you. Oh, and it sure is. It really is. Let's, get it, let's get it back on track. Yep. It's, it's, it's that time, you know, 2021. All right, my brother. You know, All right. continue to follow, continue to follow the podcast. And if you need something shared on the site, you know, you let me know, or just you know, just click on the site, um, and and just share it. I'll approve it. All right. Well, All right. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Everyone out there listening, I thank you. Thank you again for your continued support, and I hope the, that we can continue having a relationship. Uh, and like I said, call me anytime. If you have any questions, anything, please don't hesitate to call. I promise I will get back to you. I'm not going to be that city council that just says, 
you know, you can call and you ain't going to hear from me. No, I will call you back. I'm going to be your voice. I'm going to work for you. So don't forget, Scott Pemberton, your next city council at large. Awesome. Good message, brother. Good message. And um, I'll talk to you soon. All right, Charlie. Thank you again. All right. Thank you to the city of New Bedford, people, citizens. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night, brother. You too, Charlie. All right. All right, man. All right. Scott Pemberton running for counselor at large for the city of New Bedford, Massachusetts. Make sure you're registered and cast your vote. Every vote counts. Don't listen to the myth. Every vote does count. And uh, and and I also want to encourage people. You want to vote? I mean, you want to you want to run? Run. Get the papers out. Get the signatures, and and go ahead and run. You know. But you see how sincere Scott Pemberton was. He's sincere. He wants to. He wants to work for the city. He wants to work for you, and he wants New Bedford to be a much better place to live. And uh. And I think he can do that. I definitely do. I have, I have a lot of confidence in him. Um, so stay tuned tomorrow. We have Destination Soups on there. The owner, Devin Burns, my man, my, as he says, chef person at Destination Soup, the chef person. So stay tuned tomorrow. We, we get to see and speak to uh, a new Bedford uh, business owner. He also is a homeowner. He's raising his family here. So it's going to be a great conversation. That's what I try to do here. So register to vote. Get in contact with Scott Pemberton at his number, which is 508-858-6393. And also you can reach him at Pemberton4NB2021. Reach out to him. Say your piece. Tell him how you really feel and that you heard him on the Really Charlie podcast. See y'all tomorrow, 7 p.m. Take care.